I want to take 10 seconds and explain how this got started. Before I came to Brown, I spent 23 years in New Haven, and one of my closest friends in New Haven established similar orchestra in New Haven. She's been lecturing to me about the synergy between music and medicine for decades. What she failed to understand is that I don't have a musical bone in my body. Uh, in fact, Alan and I were wondering if we could play the, the, the triangle, the one bang on the triangle, uh, and, and, and be done. She convinced me that there is a magical interaction between medicine and music, and what you see today is the end result of, of that whole process. You could probably convince me that PMO stands for directions on a pill bottle or a new medication, but here at the Albert Medical School, PMO stands for the Providence Medical Orchestra. Before I say anything else, welcome to Firsts. My name is Tino Della Merced, and Firsts is a podcast about first-time medical experiences. It's also about navigating cloudier waters, the social and emotional parts of medicine. In this episode, First Movement, we're talking about community, specifically one new community in its first year, the Providence Medical Orchestra. I'm gonna tell you everything you need to know about this orchestra's short history, especially as it relates to two people, a third-year med student named Christopher Demas and a conductor named John Masco. But first, let's take a quick detour. We're going to hear from fourth-year med student Cynthia Peng. A flute player in the PMO, she researched how live music can actually improve symptoms of palliative care patients. Here is Cynthia on how she carried out the study. So the idea of the study was to see if live music can improve many symptoms in palliative and end-of-life care patients. Um, and this includes symptoms like nausea, pain, anxiety, depression, shortness of breath, so on and so forth. As part of her study, Cynthia would measure how the symptoms of patients might change before and after she played her flute. And it was just literally me, my music stand, and my flute. And I had a couple of um, pieces on hand that I thought would be popular. And this ranged from everything from classical music to Broadway tunes. Oldies are a very popular hit amongst this population, as you can imagine. After she'd perform, patients gave Cynthia feedback about the experience. So I heard everything from, you know, that was the song that we played at our wedding 50 years ago to this is a song I sang to my child when she was younger. Cynthia is also a member of the Providence Medical Orchestra. She talked about how doing that study allowed her to learn more about the musical side of herself. I think music is just a common language for all people to engage in, regardless of background, skill level, training, or walk of life. And I've been fortunate to be on many sides of it, from a provider side, providing that therapeutic presence in my patients' lives, and also the other way around, the way that music benefits me as a person in the medical field, having a consistent basis to use that right 
side of my brain and unleash these artistic tendencies in this medical world where everything is so regimented. I really admire people like Yo-Yo Ma, for example, who takes a very, who had a very classical background in cello, but also integrates it in his ongoing projects with, you know, uh, the tango in Argentina, the Silk Road in Uzbekistan, and using his instrument and his training as a powerful tool. I don't know if you heard, but recently he did a concert on the border in Laredo, Texas, on the bridge that literally connects Mexico to the United States. And like, what a powerful and symbolic movement. Cynthia, the scientist, confirms that music can improve symptoms in patients. Cynthia, the musician, tells us music is healing for both player and audience. I think that kind of tenet is what drove the founding of the Providence Medical Orchestra. The PMO's history starts with a young John Masco. He is the orchestra's conductor, but as a kid, John actually grew up playing the piano. But a different kind of music pulled him away from the keys. That was a presentation of the true classics. Make sure to tune in every Saturday at 2 o'clock for a new episode. That was John in high school when he hosted his own radio show. Fast forward to college when John realized his vocation when he got his first gig as a conductor for a group of vocalists. My experience of music was always that I felt most fulfilled as a musician when I was helping to communicate musical intent to other people. You know, I loved the act of studying music, you know, sitting down with a, with a score and pouring over it and extracting all the you know, hidden treasures that the composer had, had left. But I was never into the um, rote repetition of physical motions. So conducting was something that allowed me to, uh, to study instead of practice and to have that, uh, that sort of social outlook on music and communicative outlook. So John got his master's in conducting in San Francisco. When he returned to the East Coast, he felt inspired to start a new community orchestra. Providence is my hometown. That was really the, actually the first place I looked at. And um, as luck would have it, there was a group of students who had actually had basically exactly this idea in the last year. An old friend from Yale got John in contact with a dean at Brown's Medical School. A couple threads later, an email reached the inbox of Chris Demas. And I'm like, You're, you gotta be careful what you tell me because I'm not gonna let this go. Uh, when, I, when I saw the opportunity, I you know, told Dean Tunkel, hey, this is, this is an incredible idea. And I know a bunch of people who would be very interested in this. And I have uh, a, a suspicion that our, our AMS community will really, really, you know, this is something that would work really well here. So that summer in 2018, Chris was a rising second year med student. 
He had been playing the violin since the fourth grade. And I keep forgetting how to do the calculation at this point, but it's um, in the teens at this point, I think like 16 or 17 years. A violinist for most his life, Chris has found that music has always fostered community. It was just like this very nurturing environment throughout my life. I would say also all of my really good friends growing up played instruments. And um, that, was, that was maybe another way of why it was so enjoyable. So when I was talking to Chris, he recently had finished his second year of med school. A big part of that year is the National Medical Licensing Exam, step one. It's common for students to spend more than 500 hours over six to eight weeks studying for the exam. It was probably 11 to 12 hours of studying a day. With that kind of schedule, a weekly orchestra rehearsal was a special opportunity for Chris to unwind. But I was still able to come each week to play, and it allowed me to sort of get out of, out of my head a little bit. And to just relax, and then also to chat with people, because like, it brings us all together in this very organic way, and it just facilitates conversations, and people check up on you, and it's just like a really supportive environment. It's really like the medicine I need each week is going to rehearsal. So who are the players in the orchestra? today. Med students make up the bulk of the group, but there are also graduate students and other PhDs, undergrads, Dr. Roth, Dr. Wasser, um, Dr. Silliman, who is retired, a pharmacist, a handful of residents, researchers, plus one of my anatomy TAs. So I was in the audience at the orchestra's first ever performance. And this image of pre-meds and retired physicians sitting side by side has really stuck with me. The unique arrangement of a medical orchestra changes up. Some hierarchical relationships, you know, when you're uh, uh, sitting alongside your professor or you're attending and... Uh, you know, it, it might be that you were in, in college uh, playing an orchestra more recently than they and you're, uh, you know, a strong player and they have something to learn from you. Thank you to our guests, Chris Demas, John Masco, and Cynthia Pang as well as my mentors, Drs. Roth and Schrader. Special thanks to Janelle for her advice. All music from this episode was performed by members of the Providence Medical Orchestra. If you've liked this episode, be sure to subscribe and check out my first episode, First Teachers, which features stories from the Anatomy Lab. For more information on the PMO, check out their website, prov medorchestra.com. The PMO has more than 50 members, but still has room to grow, and welcomes all newcomers. I'm Tino Dalmer said, you've been listening to Firsts. <laughs>